0: Hi, folks. This is Andy, the analytical preacher. When should someone get baptized? That's our topic today. In a previous podcast, which was entitled, What Does the Bible Teach About Baptism? I really defined baptism. I defined what baptism is. I defined what baptism is not. I talked about why we do it. I don't know that I provided enough conversation around the idea of when one should be baptized. And so, That's what we want to go back and look at today. Just as a quick recap, in the Bible, the word that gets translated into English is baptism is always, in every case, is always the Greek word for being completely immersed or submerged. The Examples I gave were from Greek writing around the time the Bible was written. It talks about baptizing cucumbers in a vinegar solution over a number of days to make pickles. It talks about baptizing cloth completely into dye to turn it into a different color, etc. And so when we talk about baptism, we have to use it in the biblical sense of the word, not in the modern sense of the word, because some places will say to be christened or to be sprinkled is to be baptized, but that's simply not what the Bible says. And we have no right to override the authority of the Bible. Jesus warns us in the gospel of Mark, especially that we're not to hold to the traditions of men, but that we're to be careful to always check our actions against the precepts, and what's been prescribed in the Bible. I also explained in that podcast, and I'll just reiterate here for another second, there are words used in the New Testament for sprinkling. There's a word used, I think it's just used one time, for dipping something partially in water, and it's when Jesus dipped some bread into some olive oil. But those two words, the common Greek words, they had a common definition, those words are never used for baptism in the Bible. So anytime the Bible says, be baptized, he was baptized, arise and be baptized, every time that word was arise and be completely submerged, completely immersed in the water, in the name of Jesus Christ, etc. But again, the question has become, or the question has come to me, but when should I get baptized? And really it, it takes this form. How do I know that I'm ready to be baptized? So let's address that question. How do you know when you're ready to be baptized? After his crucifixion and resurrection, for a number of days, Jesus in his resurrected body walked on the earth and continued to teach his disciples and some other followers the very specific last requirements that he had for them. And we see in here, he gave his apostles, two very, very clear points. The first one comes from Luke 24. I'm going to read verse 46 and 47. And again, this is after Jesus had risen from the grave. It says this, and he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. So Jesus is saying, now that everything has passed, let me remind you, all of the Old Testament pointed to me, all of the Old Testament pointed to the fact that I would suffer and rise on the third day. And all of the Old Testament pointed to the fact that your job now is to preach repentance for forgiveness of sins in my name. Repentance means you have a change of mind, which changes your direction. And so people will often talk about it's turning away from our sins and turning back toward God. It's turning away from thinking that every impulse we have, everything we decide to do must be right and actually saying, no, I am not always right. I have sinned in the past, but God is always right. So I'm changing my mind and I'm seeking to turn my actions around and follow the things that God wants me to do rather than always following the things that I want to do. General definition of repentance says you realize your ways are not always God's ways. God's ways are right. Your ways are not always right. And you decide, I would rather follow the godly path than my own worldly path. Jesus also told his disciples. And again, after he had been raised from the dead, it says Matthew twenty-eight eighteen and 19. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. They would have no doubt asked him, how do we do that? And he said, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So the two main lessons that Jesus taught in the 40 days between his resurrection from the grave and his ascension back to heaven, the two main lessons were this, preach repentance in my name, and then baptize people in my name. So if you look at the first sermon that was preached, 10 days after Christ descended, so Jesus rose from the dead for 40 days. He walked on the earth and taught his disciples. He goes back to heaven, tells them to wait until the timing is right. 10 days later, God says the timing is right. We get what we call Pentecost. It was on a Sunday morning. And let's see what Peter did with this information that Jesus gave him. In Acts 2, verse 37 and 38, we see this. Peter had been preaching now for some time that morning. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you go back and read in Acts chapter 2, you can see the sermon. But Jesus essentially preached a sermon that the Old Testament has been preparing us for this. And this person that we nailed to a cross and had the Romans execute was, in fact, our Messiah, was the promised king from God. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and his fellow apostles, what do we do? And Peter said, let me tell you exactly what Jesus told me. Jesus told me to tell you this when you ask that question, repent and be baptized. So no surprise, the apostles began 10 short days after Jesus had given them these directions to implement those directions almost word for word. We see later on in Acts chapter 20, we see a different apostle and he speaks about this. Acts chapter 20 verse 21, Paul said, testified both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is saying this, Peter was saying this, Jesus is saying this. Once you have come to realize that you have sinned, and you're not going to hide it, you're not going to explain it away or excuse it, you're just going to say, I have sinned, I have violated God's wishes, God's laws, and God's rules, which I think are always right. I know God is there, I know God's ways are right, I know I stand in violation of at least some of those ways some of the times. And now I need a savior to help me fix that. I have decided that I want to turn back toward God. I want to repent. I don't want to continue to walk in the ways that I know dishonor God. So I'm deciding to repent. I've changed my mind. And now I'm going to change my direction. And I'm going to place my faith in Jesus Christ, which means this. I need someone to pay for my sin. Jesus Christ said that he paid for my sin on the cross. I believe that he did pay for my sin on the cross, that God has accepted that payment and that now I can be righteous in the eyes of God. So Paul says, I testified both to Jew and to Greek of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. The answer to our question really is, when should you get baptized? When is the right time to get baptized? When you have realized that you are in violation of some of God's desires, rules, commandments, and laws, when you don't desire to make an excuse for it, you're just going to admit that you've done it. You know that those things are right. Now, knowing that, you know that you need a Savior, and you believe that Jesus Christ is that Savior. Once you've repented in that way, made those decisions in your mind, and once you have come to a faith that Jesus Christ paid for your sins on the cross, then you should be baptized. And I would argue, and I'm going to give you the Bible verse here, not just whenever you can, whenever you can get around to it. Once you have made that measure of repentance, acknowledging you're a sinner, acknowledging God is holy, saying you desire to walk away from the continuous sins and walk back toward a life of trying to please and honor God, Once you say, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior because I truly believe by faith that he has paid my sin debt. Listen to what Paul's friends told him. This is Paul recounting back when he first became a Christian in Acts 22, verse 16. Listen to what Paul's friends said. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on his name. The answer to the question is, once you've come to believe in what we would call a saving belief, the desire to be baptized should be strong, and the necessity to be baptized is really immediate. And here's what I think happens to some people. They've come to understand. They've said, I have repented. I am trying to walk back toward God, but I've got so many bad habits in my life, so many addictions in my life, so many difficult things I'm trying. This relationship, I'm kind of trying to set boundaries with. And this relationship, I'm really trying to improve because I've not managed it well. And my finances are not in good shape. And they feel like they need to fix some of these things before they get baptized. They feel like there's. they need to know a certain amount about the Bible or they need to attend church with a certain regularity or they need to change certain things about their behavior. That is simply not a biblical concept. That is Satan tempting you, trying you, giving you doubts so that you don't do what God is asking you to do. Baptism is at the very beginning of our Christian journey. We come to understand that we are sinners compared to a holy God. Knowing that that requires us to have a Savior, we come to a saving faith that Jesus Christ is that Savior. Once we are at that point, we are ready to be baptized. It is the beginning of our Christian journey. I cannot overemphasize this too much. When should one be baptized after repentance and faith? Immediately. Why would you wait? Arise and be baptized and call on the name of the Lord and wash away your sins. It is the beginning of the Christian journey and there is no element that you need. You don't need certain church attendance. You should go to church because if you truly have a saving faith, you're going to really feel compelled to hang around God's people, continue to learn more about God and support his earthly church there's no requirement. Until I've been going to church at least six months, I shouldn't get baptized. Until I've given at least $500 to the church, I shouldn't get baptized. Until I've memorized this verse. Until I've broken that bad habit. Until I've lost that weight or fixed that relationship or gotten out of this unhealthy relationship. None of those are good excuses. They're simply distractions, diversions presented to you by Satan to make you second guess. Now, here's what I will say. If you have come to believe some time back and you really understood your sinful self compared to God's holiness and you really know you want Christ to be your savior and you've prayed about it and you, you know, Jesus says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before the father. So if you stood in a church service or a camp or in a family setting and said, I do believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. If you've done those things, and you have not been baptized, it's not the end of the world. You don't have to say, well, there it goes. I blew it. God is a merciful and understanding God. But this is what I would say. Whether you think you became a Christian a minute ago, or whether you think you became a Christian 50 years ago, if you've not been baptized by immersion, now is the time to do it. It is certainly wrong to be baptized because everybody else is doing it, to be baptized because you've got your eye on someone you would like to date, but they only want to date a Christian. It's certainly wrong to be baptized because of some kind of family or peer pressure to do so. So I'm not encouraging any of those things. But really, it's equally wrong to not be baptized. It's equally wrong to put it off for any reason whatsoever Once you have come to a true faith in Christ and you have truly repented and are working your way in repentance back towards God. So again, there is no no shame. There's nothing lost if you've not been baptized to this point. But you cannot stay in this state. You absolutely cannot if you have repented and if you have faith in Christ, then you must immediately be baptized. And if you were sprinkled or christened, As a child, before you knew what it meant to be a sinner and before you could accept Christ through faith on your own, then you need to be baptized by immersion. And if you have not made the confession publicly, then you need to do that. And most places before they baptize you by immersion will ask you to simply repeat what Jesus calls the good confession, where you say, I believe that Jesus is the Christ. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I accept him as my Lord. I know that I need a Savior. I accept him as my Savior. You'll say some version of those words, and then you can be baptized by immersion. So if you have not been baptized by immersion, but you have true saving faith, that is the next step you need to take. When do you take that step? You absolutely take that step immediately. Let me close with one more quick story in the book of Acts. I'm just going to read five verses here. Acts chapter 8. I'm going to start in verse 34. One of God's messengers, Philip, was traveling through a place. He saw, the Bible describes him as an Ethiopian eunuch. He saw an Ethiopian eunuch who was reading the book of Isaiah. Remember, in these times, the New Testament had not been written. Not a single book of the New Testament was written by the time you got to Acts chapter 8. So this Ethiopian eunuch was reading the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah. And he begins to ask Philip about it. And this is how the story goes. Acts 8 verses 34. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture in Isaiah, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is some water. What prevents me from being baptized? Philip replies, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stop and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him, and he immersed him completely under the water. Beautiful, beautiful story, and here's the point. As soon as the eunuch, who had been reading the prophecies in Isaiah about this coming Messiah, this coming suffering servant, and he asked Who is this? And Philip explains to him, it's this Jesus of Nazareth who was killed on a Roman cross some time back and, but who rose from the dead and of whom I'm a witness. And the eunuch said, I believe with all my heart. When, when was he baptized? Literally as soon as they found enough water to submerge him in. So that's kind of the best story, I think, from the Bible. Paul's story of his friends telling him, why do you wait immediately arise and be baptized? call on the name of the Lord through baptism and wash away your sins. And the story of the eunuch here in Acts chapter 8, as soon as he came to believe with all of his heart that he needed a Savior and that Jesus was that Savior, he looked for a puddle deep enough to be submerged under and asked Philip if he could be baptized. And so I would simply say to all of those who are Christians, want to be Christians, but have not been baptized by immersion after making the good confession, go immediately find enough water for yourself to be submerged and immersed in and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, calling on the name of the Lord to wash away your sins. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Andy.